I need one of those clacky things here. Clack, take 17. Hello and welcome. Please join me as I look upon this one earth with its many paths. As the clock ticks, so do I. These are the ramblings of yours truly, Bionic Carol. If you're a baseball fan, you know the Philly Fanatic. If you are not a baseball fan, you know the Philly Fanatic. The iconic green and fuzzy mascot that has entertained the city of Philadelphia since 1978. That's 1978, folks, and that's a long-ass time. The Fanatic does not just prowl the stands of Citizens Bank Park. He's not your average lazy mascot, okay? He gets out there. He tours across the country to minor league ballparks, public gatherings, and reportedly has shown up to children's birthday parties and local children's hospitals to give those kids the extra dose of laughter, which we know is the best medicine. During the 41 years since, the Fanatic has become an icon of Philly culture. He is a symbol of love that we show for our teams. Hell, his name is even Fanatic. That is what we are in this city. Fanatics. Bottom line here, in 1978, Philly's vice president, Bill Giles, or Giles, I fucking no clue, approached noted puppet creator Bonnie Erickson and her husband, Wade Harrison, about giving form to an idea that he had for a mascot. Back then, they had, uh, I believe it was Phil and Phyllis. They were like colonial mascots. <clears throat> Lame. Anyway, uh, he wanted to spruce it up a bit. He wanted to give life to the mascot and came up with this cool idea and had no way of bringing life to the Philly Fanatics. So he went to to Bonnie and Wade and said, Hey, can you do me a favor? I don't know. I'm not, this is not a real fucking quote, folks. Just, you know, whatever. Trying to give life to the story. Okay. So he turns around and he asks these guys, Why would he go to them, you may ask? Well, she was famous. Uh, she worked with, uh, oh my God, what's his name? Jim Henson. Yes, that Jim Henson. Okay. So. Blah, 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 sorry, going back to the script here because I lost my train of thought. My thought train derails quite often. Um, so it was a good idea, if you ask me. Erickson had created Miss Piggy and was instrumental in the creation of many of the puppets on Fraggle Rock and many of the Muppets on The Muppet Show. Meh. Any hoodle. So, Giles sent the idea to Erickson and Harrison. After going, it should be noted, he did go to Jim Hansen first. Jim Hansen was a busy dude, okay? And he actually said, hey, why don't you try Erickson and Harrison? They helped me out a lot. Blah, blah, blah. So, he goes to Erickson and Harrison. All right. They agree to do this. He sends them the materials needed to fulfill what was an was essentially an order for a costume. Let's I want to be clear about that. The Phillies came up with the idea for the fanatic. They had this concept in mind. They didn't have the necessary skill to bring it to life, and thus they went to costume designers, puppeteers, whatever. With the idea, with the materials, and bing, bang, boom, two weeks later, the fanatic was born. Erickson and Harrison were paid $5,900 for their effort. $5,900 for their effort. 
That was a good, if not great, chunk of change in 1978. And in that time, could have actually bought a house. So yeah, they made bank off the fanatic. The couple actually went to the copyright office and filed a trademark for an artistic sculpture. This is where it gets, you know, wonky here, okay? They lied to the patent office about the usage of the idea and claimed it as a representation rather than a physical object. That led to a lawsuit alleging copyright infringement. It took five years, but the suit was settled, and Erickson and Harrison were legally bound to sign the rights over to the Phillies organization. It took five years for the team to regain the rights to the intellectual property of Bill Giles, but they did. And this all happened because of a sleazy backdoor patent application that lied about the use of the idea. The couple were paid for their services. A, con- a contract, because I can't read, was made and fulfilled. That should be the end of the story, but it isn't. Now, present day, 34 years later, as of August 2019, this shit is hitting the court again. It is hitting the media again, I should say, because it's actually not scheduled for a court date, I believe, until October 1st, but I didn't put that in my notes, so I'm just basing this off my memory, and as y'all know, it's shit. So do some Google if you want. So anyway, 34 34 years later, Erickson Harrison won the rights to the fanatic, claiming they did not know how popular, read, financially successful, the mascot would be. They want the Phillies to hand over the rights back to them so they can remove him from Philly and basically use him anywhere, anytime, to their financial gain. You know, a free agent. What makes this whole situation worse is that a writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer actually stands behind letting the fanatic walk away, claiming that our new Flyers mascot is the hot new property and indicative of the spirit of Philadelphia in the post-Eagle Super Bowl era. It isn't even worth mentioning the author's name except to say that a Pittsburgh native has very little vested interest in the culture and traditions of the city of Philadelphia. Okay, so now we're back. We're off script now. Now we're just, you know, shooting the shit, as it were. And no, I am not a big sports fan. Yes, I think that... uh, Baseball players, football players, soccer players, golf players, uh, hockey players. I think they're all overpaid. That's just my opinion. I think that, you know, uh, the millions of dollars a year contract that these people get is fucking ridiculous when we have people out there that are hungry, homeless, tired, sick, weak, uh, I think that, you know, the money that we spend on the parades and whatnot is ridiculous, especially um, what gets left after these celebrations. Uh, So I didn't plan on going into this bit of it, but I'm going to. I used to live off of Broad Street. Y'all motherfuckers are loud. Loud and obnoxious. Uh, I remember when the fucking Phillies won. I... what is it? No, I know the year. It was 2008. They won the fucking World Series. That's the term I was looking for. Yes, that's how little I know about baseball, okay? Um, okay, and 
I had work the next day, okay? I could give two fucks who won. Um, but I am a supporter of our teams because I was born and raised in Philly. So, you know, you're supposed to. Um, quite frankly, the only thing that keeps me interested in our local sports are the uh, mascots. And the only one I actually liked from a kid to the present is the Philly Fanatic. So take from that what you will. Um, I think the sport of baseball has lost luster over the years with these whiny little bitches that have been playing. Uh, And I don't even necessarily mean the Phillies because, honestly, my fiancé, host of Major Malfunction, you know, we don't we we don't have a subscription to the Philly fucking whatever. You know, uh, we don't get local channels. I I don't know, um, but so what he gets is all Yankees and stuff like that. So I hear him, you know, yell at the TV about the Yankees and you know these idiots that are throwing baseballs and disrespecting the game and you know. So I've absorbed some of that information, um, but so we really don't get to see the Phillies. In the house, you know. Uh, <clears throat> but I've been to Citizens Bank Park. Uh, I was there back when it was called other things. I think it's, what's it called now? Yes, yeah, it's, it's Citizens Bank Park now, but I forget what it was back when I went. I mean, both of my grandfathers were huge, huge Phillies fans. Um, and so I grew up, like I said, with the Fanatic. They had this thing. You could sign up, and the fanatic would send you a birthday card every year. I got that, you know, when I was little, you know, get sent to the house, and I was excited because the fanatic thought of me, you know. So he was an important part of my life growing up. Um, And to see this shit going on now, like, are you fucking kidding me? And that jerk-off that wrote for the Philadelphia Inquirer, who's not even from fucking Philly, like, what? What? Um, and he's saying that it's time to say goodbye to the Philly Fanatic and this new mascot, Gritty. Fuck Gritty. I'm sorry. I don't know shit about Gritty. Like, uh, so I got off, I got off topic here. Uh, I was talking about, you know, the World Series and all these parades that we have, not only for sports, but for other shit. You know, you get the, the Independence Day parade and all, and, You guys fucking destroy our city every fucking year with every... You know, the Mummers Parade is great. You know, all that's great. I love it. It's a wonderful family experience. But the way that you trash our streets afterwards, fuck you. What was it, last year you had idiots greasing poles and falling off and cracking their skulls open? Get the fuck out of here with that shit, you know? There was supposed to be the city of brotherly love, and I very rarely see people treating each other with kindness and love and empathy. And, you know, so you have all that horse shit, now you want to take away our mascot. You know what? Honestly, now that I'm talking about it, the more I talk about it, maybe we don't even fucking deserve the Philly fanatic. These kind of, these people... Erickson and Harrison, or whatever the fuck their names are, you know what? They don't deserve the fanatic either. Uh, they're looking for money. Let's be honest here. From everything I've read, from everything I've heard, they're looking for another payout. Fuck you. 
You sued in, what, 84, and you lost. And now you're going to come back and try it again after you sign your rights away? You sign your rights away. It's over. Goodbye. Sorry that the Muppets and, you know, Fraggle Rock aren't popular anymore. Sorry your life sucks for whatever reason. But don't come and take it out on Philly. Don't take the fanatic. If you want to sit there and say, listen... Back then, the you know Philadelphia was a better, cleaner place to live in. Uh, streets were nicer. Whatever. I don't know. I was a kid. I don't really remember. Uh, that's one thing. If you want to take the fanatic away from us as punishment for the way that we treat our brothers and sisters, that's one thing. But if you're just doing it for fucking greed, go fuck yourself. The fanatics ours, and I'm gonna fight for it. Uh, I think we all should fight for it. He is a lovable. Wonderful character, uh, based on, like I said, based on what I've read and heard, he was the idea of the vice president of the Philadelphia Phillies at that time. Uh, the fanatic came to be on April 25th, 1978. It's been 34 years, I think, we did the math. That's, that's 44 years, 41 years. The article said 34, and that's why I wrote it down, but they done fucked up. Uh, what do you want? He's not from Philly, so that's all I'll say on that. Uh, but no, like, I think the Philly fanatic is ours. They signed the rights away. They made their buck back then. It's over. Um, they falsified the fucking patent. They lied, okay? It, it wasn't, you know, oh, they did a little fudging. No, they fucking flat out lied. It's a costume, not a sculpture. End. Okay? And now they want to come at us and take away our fanatic because they want to earn more money because we know, you know, we got Philly fanatic keychains. We got Philly fanatic plush dolls. We got Shit, I'm sitting here looking at a Philly fanatic plush doll that I got, like, Five or six years ago. It's this little tiny little thing. Twenty-five fucking dollars I spent on it at the time. Twenty-five dollars. Okay. That's a lot of money uh, today for me. Um, it was a lot of money for me back then. But like I said, I grew up with the Fanatic. Um, I had all the little, you know, plastic rubber, you know, little dudes. I, I don't know how to. I had, I had a whole set. Uh, I got half a set from my grandparents, half a set from my, I should say, half a set from my maternal grandparents, half a set from my paternal grandparents. My paternal grandfather was a huge Phillies fan. Um, they actually got the World Series. Uh, they got that in 09, right? Uh, so it was shortly before he passed away. Um, I think you're wrong on that. No, they won in 2008. We won in 2009. Oh, fuck the Yankees. Um, okay, so they won in 08. I, did, I, I don't know why I have it in my head that it was different, but whatever. We know I don't pay attention to fucking sports anyway, but <sighs> the point of this podcast was leave our fanatic alone. He's ours. You sold him to us. 
Now you want to make a profit off him too fucking bad. Uh, I'm so sick of people utilizing the quote-unquote justice system for their own fucking personal gain. Um, I guess that's what it's supposed to do, but on a personal note, <laughs> for example, of the bullshit, uh, back in... Oh, God, we're going back, back, back. Uh... 2009-2010, I don't know. I lived in an apartment, like I said, in South Philly, right off of Broad Street. So, yeah, I heard all you fucking psychotic fans. I mean, fanatics out there drinking and screaming and, wow, yeah, and all that horse shit. But we lived, I lived in an apartment. It was a slumlord situation. Dirtbag landlord. Not even going to name him because little pussy would sue me again. Uh, but he, he, he sued us. Uh, me and my roommate at the time, he sued us for all sorts of crazy ass shit. Um, a lot of made up shit. Uh, I was a drug trafficker. <laughs> Sorry, I still can't. If you know me, like really, but no. Um, he he put all this bullshit, and he sued us, and it was funny because I was working for attorneys at the time, and. This, uh, you know, they hooked me up. They got me an attorney. Thank God for free, because I was broke ass back then, too. And we won, and he sued us again. We won, sued us again. I mean, like, we went back to court. We went back and forth to court maybe five times total because this ass hat just... And it wasn't like he was filing an appeal. He would just redo the suit and just make up more and more shit. And it was funny because, like, this went on for about five years. We had moved to a different part of South Philly. Like, things were looking up in our lives. And then, oh, there we go. We're getting sued again by douchebag. And it was just, it was ridiculous. In my mind, you file a suit, you lose, you file an appeal if you must, if you really feel you're in the right. But to continually file new suits... You're wasting the court's time. You're wasting everybody's time. And the funny thing was, um, I worked for attorneys for a total of nine years. I worked at one law office for four years. I worked at another law office for five years. Combined, nine years. Yay, I can do math. Um, And working for attorneys, I know you have to fucking keep record of every single thing. So I had every email, every picture, everything. And so I actually enjoyed going to court and basically stomping his ass. I mean, all the ridiculous claims and bullshit lies. It was great for me. I loved it. Um, I printed out because we had countersued him at the time for defamation character. You can't just fucking sit there and say, oh, you're a drug trafficker. And then... He was dumb. It was hilarious. Uh, Terry was actually at the hearing with me. That's how long this guy kept suing us for. Terry was at the uh, hearing with me, and this guy is just like, well, they're not supposed to know what I put in my complaint, Your Honor. Uh, yeah, dumbass. We have the right to be able to defend ourselves. The complaint goes to the person you're suing, you dumb fuck. So that was interesting. Um because he fucking flat out lied to the judge and said, I never said that they were drunk traffickers, Your Honor. That's literally what this ass face sounds like. Um, 
And the judge was like, really? Let me pull that complaint up. And he had, you know, the bailiff or whatever. I don't fucking know. Pull it up. And, no, right here, sir, you indicate that Miss Graziano and Mr. are drug traffickers. And he's like, oh, well, you know, yeah, no. So we countersued for defamation. We won. It was great. Uh, I should have framed it. I don't know. I probably still have a copy of that judgment in my paperwork somewhere because I save everything. And because this guy is probably going to sue me again someday uh, for the window that we, quote, unquote, broke like 10 years ago that he's still yet to fix. Uh, Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. So... I'm really, really, really off topic with the fanatic thing, and it ties in just because I think that people use the fucking justice system to get revenge on people they don't like and to get, you know, they want to make a buck. And it's just ridiculous. Like, shit like this, you know, they sued, they lost, uh, they signed their rights away, they got their money, it's time to move the fuck on. Um, Who knows, maybe they're, you know having hardships, I don't know, or maybe they're just fucking scummy liars that are fucking jealous that the Phillies made so much money off of this iconic fucking, you know, uh, mascot, who knows, I'm not, you know, I'm not personally invested in it as far as I'm going to continue to follow this, you know, every day and look for updates, no, um, I just want to get my opinion out there, my opinion is, these two people are fucking scumbags. They're liars. The fact that they lied to the patent office, the fact that they submitted... I mean, if you look this up on the net, uh, it's ridiculous. They submitted a picture to make it look like a sculpture when, in fact, it's a costume. And it was such a shitty picture. Like, if I was working at the patent office, I would be like, I want a clearer picture of this, whatever. Uh, But people get away with scummy shit because we allow it. Um... And I think, like I said, the fanatic, if, if we were to lose the fanatic, I don't think it should be out of greed. I think it should be out of the fact that we're fucking insane as sports fans. Like I said, fanatic really isn't a good word to describe us. Uh, insane, maybe? Uh, I'm going to grease a pole and slide down it because we won. I'm going to turn over a fucking car and, you know... Uh, set shit on fire because we won. Like, really? We won, so that gave us the right to bust out store windows, uh, graffiti on property. You know, other fucking cities win. You don't see this insanity. But Philly, the city of brotherly love, that's acceptable. Fuck that. They should all be arrested. That's what I said. Uh... You know, city of brotherly love, more like city of fucking dumbasses that go overboard in everything and anything they can possibly go overboard in. I don't... uh, That's why I can't get into sports. That's why I can't get into, like, you know, events in Philly. I'm afraid to go. Especially with these fucking psychos out there. Like, you look at a person the wrong way, you're wearing the wrong number jersey, you're gonna get fucking stabbed in Philly. Sorry, not sorry. So, when a major event is happening, I am safely indoors. Uh, even the 4th of July, I don't want to go out. We had some crazy shit going on. I think it was, uh, 
not this past 4th, but uh, the 4th of July of, uh, like, two years ago, it was insane. Like, there was absolutely no parking. Uh, you know, we we thought we were parking in a legal spot. Cop comes at us, scares the shit out of my little brother. I think he was, like, 11 at the time. He's fucking hobbling on crutches because he had this injury, which he's since had surgery for. And, you know... All my dad was trying to do was drop us off, and the cop gets all in our faces and shit. And I'm like, do you not see my little brother on crutches, and you're going to come at my dad about this? Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, my brother was scared. He started, you know, he was really upset. I was pissed off. And, I mean, and then you got these assholes smoking weed with all these kids around. Look, like I said before in a previous podcast, I think, I might have actually deleted it. There was a time where I smoked weed, okay? There was a time I smoked it a lot, uh, especially after my heart surgery. Oh, my God. You people don't understand. I have a mechanical valve. This fucking thing ticks nonstop, which, which is good because it means I'm alive. But at the same time, you know, if I want to get to sleep, you, you, you have the room all silent. And all you hear is tick, tick, tick. Drive a person fucking bonkers. So yeah, back when I first had it put in in 2011, I was smoking weed every night to cope and to get myself some sleep. And uh, so I, you know, I have nothing against weed, uh, especially as for medicinal purposes. But I don't have anything against potheads either. If you want to go out and smoke? Go ahead. The the fucking uh, what the harshest thing a fucking pothead is going to do is go to a store and buy a fucking family size bag. Of, cheesy poofs, and go home and eat them, okay, uh, potheads don't commit violent crimes, like, no, they're fucking, they're too tired and stoned, man, they just want to eat their fucking cheesy poofs, dip them in some mashed potatoes, and get on with their day, fuck, it's seven o'clock, and I haven't eaten dinner yet, uh, sorry, yeah, just talking about pot makes me think of all the delicious creations I came up with while high. I mean, dude, go out there, get yourself a fucking log of pepperoni and some chocolate pudding. You'll thank me. Yes, I'm dead ass. Dip that pepperoni into some chocolate pudding. Get some sharp cheese. Dip it into the chocolate pudding. Dude, I'm telling you. Scallions, chocolate pudding, okay? It's it's delicious, okay? Um... I should, we should have a, uh, cookbook for high people, but anyway, so yeah, so that was one of the things, I, I got totally off topic here, uh, at the 4th of July game a couple years back, and even this past 4th of July, I mean, like I said, you want to go fucking smoke weed, go do it, don't do it in front of kids, there's no reason for a kid to get secondhand smoke from marijuana, there's no reason for a kid to be high, uh, I've said it before, if you're over the age of 18 and you're a consenting adult, then do whatever the fuck you want. You want to go do heroin, do heroin. You want to go fucking prostitute yourself, prostitute yourself. You want to go have an abortion, have an abortion. Whatever you want to do with your own fucking individual body, if you're a consenting adult, go fucking do it. You want to go have a threesome? Go have a threesome. You want to fucking tattoo, you know, uh, dipshit on your forehead? Do it! If you're an adult! You know, uh, now, 
that leads into other issues. What is an adult? Is an adult over the age of 18? Is an adult 16 up? I don't fucking know. I don't write the rules. I don't make the rules. I just think a lot of the rules in today's day are fucking ridiculous. Oh my god, I just went like 1990 there. Ridiculous. So... I'm hungry, so I'm going to end this podcast now. I said it was going to be like 15 minutes, and we're now looking at 27. So now it's 28. All right. Have a wonderful night, folks. If you are a fan of the Philly Fanatic, drop a message. Drop a voice message. Drop a fucking comment. Whatever you want to do. Uh, If you want to hear me ramble about topics of your choosing, you know where to go. Facebook group. Public, 1975 Productions. You can also give, you know, a shout-out to Major Malfunction, who is hosted by Terry Wilkerson, who just did, you know, a thumbs-up that you can't see. So just visualize Terry, shirtless, sitting there, giving a thumbs-up. And now the finger, because I mentioned the fact that he's shirtless. Anywho, have a great night, folks. Enjoy your Sunday. Uh, Tomorrow's Monday. So the work week begins, and a congratulations to Terry starting his new job tomorrow. Woo! And hopefully shortly uh, we'll be able to give a uh, another uh, weekend podcast. Who knows? Have a wonderful night. As the clock ticks, so do I. Uh, these have been the ramblings of yours truly, Bionic Carol. Have a wonderful night. I said that already like 30 times. Now we're at 30 minutes in 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Woo!